Hello and welcome to Epic Loot Radio. My name is Brian. Joining me, my co-host position today, Johnny Mac Games. Coming in and hanging out, we're going to be talking about New World, the state of the MMO RPG. Some light topics for this week. Hopefully this is going to be a little bit fun. This has been my birthday week and uh, and I just have been having a great day. Julie took the kids uh, to see her parents. And so I got up this morning, got a workout in. I got some fajitas. That's important to me. <laughs> and uh, and I was just playing a little bit of New World before the beta officially ends this weekend. So you and I got to play it at launch. Uh, and so then there was some progress. There were some setbacks, some login queues and more. But I've seen that you've been able to play a little bit more of the game. Johnny also has been covering a lot of Lost Ark. If you guys are excited about Lost Ark, you got to go give this man a follow. Now, I'm a bad host. I don't have all the links and stuff done yet at the time of this recording. But when this video and this audio goes up, Johnny's information is going to be right there for you guys. Please go give him a follow. He is creeping up on that 1K YouTube goal. And once, like even outside the watch time, I don't know where you are in terms of YouTube partner and watch time, but that number opens up a lot of really key features, being able to tag different channels and things like uh, and that. So honestly, if you like anything he says, uh, please go uh, follow this man and his links and information will be in the uh, show notes. But Johnny, welcome back to the podcast. How is life going uh, and how's the last couple of weeks been for you? Oh, it's been doing pretty good. I've been pretty good. I actually been up since 3 a.m. I just got off work, as you know, just a little bit ago. So <laughs> in the past 48 hours, I worked 31 of them. So, yeah, always you, busy. For those who don't know, what do you do? Uh, so I'm the senior dialysis technician at my clinic. I'm approaching this November working for the same company for seven years. So Ooh, that's yeah. amazing, and, man. Uh, yeah, I'm actually working on a promotion right now. Hopefully it'll go through and uh, it'll put me in a key position to train any new employees that come through probably for my entire region. So, so uh, helping people uh, dialysis, that's uh, that's a, that's a real critical thing. So thank you for your, for your work, especially like anybody in healthcare this last year, but let's talk about video games. Yes. That's what we're here to do, man. Yes. Um, how has your new world experience been uh, so far? Like this is obviously a beta. But like, yeah. what, what's your take on it? Like, what's your read? So, I absolutely love the logging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Listen, I know, as funny as it sounds, the logging, the logging chat. My God. It's, I haven't had so much fun gathering or doing anything resource-wise since Final Fantasy XI. And that's been what twenty years? Yeah, probably? twenty years next year. So that aspect alone is just—it's absolutely awesome. It's like you know, you want to chill out. Hey, I'm gonna cut some logs. Let's go cut <laughs> some trees down. Watch them fall. Watch me swing my axe. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but oh man, I mean, it, it's been—I'm not gonna lie—it's been mixed because you know my computer is not a slouch. You know, last year you know it's 2080 super, got plenty of RAM. But my God, I cannot stream the game and play it at the same time. Like it just causes all kinds of encoder errors and so forth and so on. I have found that I'm actually one of the lucky few that had very little problems as far as the actual gameplay itself. Like I saw online, a lot of people were having like weird run animation glitches. Yeah, I saw that from uh, and, from uh, uh, Josh Strife. Hey, yeah. who's, mm -hmm. he put out that video and it like it's like his arms are moving and his legs aren't. And honestly, <laughs> it is so funny. Yeah. It is so funny to me because it it's like, oh man, like when things don't work, you can tell, but when they right. are working, it's right. like, it is a beautiful thing. Go ahead, please continue. Right. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's hilarious too. I absolutely, I love the fishing. The fishing is awesome. Yeah. It's absolutely awesome. They definitely nailed the fishing. The user interface, hands down, probably one of the best user interfaces I've seen on an MMO. Like they, they really did nail the user interface. Yeah. Now my biggest quip right now, um, is by far the AI. I, the AI is obviously well, you know, it is just too scripted. And I think there's a lot of room for improvement there. A lot of room. Yeah, and that's the and... beauty of it being a service-based game though, is that mm -hmm. it's, this isn't like when the game launches on the 31st, it's, that's just the start. Like that's just right. the firing pistol. Oh yeah. Hey guys, we upgraded the AI, you know, it's, you know, a couple of months in. Oh, neat. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You can, and then people could really end up being able to feel that like, wow, I felt that difference or mm -hmm. no, it still feels scripted, but continue on please. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the AI and I, I feel that they're going to be making a lot of more, uh, intricate changes to the combat system as well. You know, there right now there's not a lot of tells it's, you know, it's one of those, as soon as you, you know, throw your move or whatever you're going to do that, that's basically it. You're committed. And, um, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's, you know, a situation where it's like a do or die, you know, <laughs> you know, one wrong thing with bad timing and yeah, you're dead. You yeah. Know, is what it is. So I've, I feel there's going to be a lot of heavy changes coming to the combat system because I think come launch, I don't know that a lot of people are going to like it in its current state, but it is in a good state to build off of. So overall, my general impressions of the game is, you know, it, it's in a pretty good state to build from in my opinion. Yeah. So I'm definitely anxious to see like how it's going to perform overall and where it's going to go and how fast it's going to go. Because you know, as well as I do, like 2021 is the year of the MMO. Like it's absolutely insane. If five years ago, someone would have told me that we had this many MMOs launching in a single year's time span, I'd yeah. be like, get, get the hell out of here. Yeah. yeah. MMOs haven't really been a major thing that, well, I mean, let's face it. And 20 years really 15 20 years yeah when people yeah. i think companies really struggled to uh step up against wow and a lot of it mm -hmm. was they didn't really try to do anything better or uh also have the like the list of features that wow had it was always like they'd come in less than and right. expect people like oh yeah come over from wow and, and and to this game uh that's very similar to your current game and then it just never ended up uh and so yeah. then i think essentially that's where you all of a sudden started seeing kind of the investment dry up and you know innovation kind of exactly. being that uh outside of the recent you know blizzard activision issues uh and the wow issues with it just not releasing content and you know just people frustrated with you know bfa and shadowlands and you know insert you know why you left wow here uh you know like yeah 14 is still you know it's an 11 year old game uh mm -hmm. you know like guild wars 2 is you know like a 12 year old game like these are games that are you know, that's when you think of it. Uh, ESO, what is like seven or eight years? Um, you know, these are, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like to... these games are like big, you know, these and, and it's hard to compete against somebody who's got a, you know, a 16 year head start right. on you and it's... billions of dollars in their back, you know, in their back pocket <laughs> at that too. So, yeah, well, and that's where Amazon is an interesting case study. A lot of people have mm. been saying that because Amazon hasn't done anything great in gaming yet that means they're not going to continue to do like it's just like because of this new world's gonna suck and that's actually the best thing for new world like that is yeah. the, i think the best thing going into into release for new world is that up to this point before people actually got to go hands-on and say wow like there's something here um 
what was that? It's like all new world, like new world's going to suck, man. It's just going to, it's just going to be a bad game. And, uh, and then it's like, well, I mean, you're setting a low bar, like all the game has to do is not suck. And then all of a sudden right. you're like, Hey, that's, that's actually better than I thought. As opposed to like other MMOs out there that are on the horizon that people have put a lot of faith and hope in. I want them to, to succeed by all means. I'm right. I want to play Ash, the, the version of ashes that I, that I've seen and read about and heard about. But what I hear the community talk about that game, I'm like, Ooh, man, that's, that's a, that's a tall order, but yeah, mm -hmm. I, I cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, no, 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 you're totally fine. Yeah. And I mean, I totally agree with you. You know, all the game has to do is not suck and it's not terrible now in right. my opinion. And yeah, I think there's a, a big misunderstanding. Everybody, they, they want to hear Amazon but they forget it's it's not Amazon, it's Amazon Game Studios. Yes, Amazon is a trillion dollar company. Everybody knows it. Everybody yeah. the world over, unless you live under a rock, knows Amazon, right? Yeah. But Amazon Game Studios, no one except for, you know, maybe the internal, you know, uh, ties and suits knows exactly how much funding they're willing to delegate to Amazon Game Studios. Because, uh, you know, I keep hearing the statement, well, it's not a trillion dollar company game. It's not a trillion dollar company. Okay, that, that's understood. Yeah. However... It's not Amazon, it's Amazon Game Studios. And what their budget is, no one knows except for those who are in the know. But I, know. I think that's where people, I don't know where they get that kind of level of expectation. Like no one's gonna yeah, spend exactly. a trillion dollars on a game. And like right now, right. I think Halo is going on as the most expensive game oh, developed and that's by Microsoft, yeah. another trillion dollar company, right? So right. I, when I look at it, I go, it's also again, not about how it launches. I think the most critical milestone for new world is when is their first big update not expansion mm -hmm. because the expansion is also an interesting question which we don't know the answer to but when is their first big update uh is it october is it november is it 2022 you know like the longer that gap becomes the easier it is for the player base to be like okay mm -hmm. so that has to either be commuted uh and committed to or surprised and delivered consistently. So right. what do you think? What would be the best uh, first update for this game? So my opinion on that would be is that if they plan on not losing any momentum because Lost Ark, which already has a proven player base, mm -hmm. a very loyal player base, there, there's actually a huge player base here in North America for playing the foreign versions of the game. You know, I yeah. myself, I play the Russian version, and there are still other North Americans that play the Korean version, Japanese version. You know, they're, they're there, and they're ready. <laughs> like, they are burning, burning ready to jump over. And it's slated for October, and it will launch in October. The beta actually went extremely well from my understanding from those who are in the know that beta was fantastic but that was to be expected because they've already got a polished version of the game anyway so yeah. all they're really doing now is just localization which really is not much of anything is well and, and servers right one of the things that right. i think the only thing i could think that would make uh you know lost ark a better experience is a local server in my native mm -hmm. language I really right. enjoyed Lost Ark. I've been seeing that it's, you know, up for pre-order right now uh, mm -hmm. and the different kind of packs op options. And I'm just like, all right, Brian, just wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I dropped a hundred bucks on the, the platinum one. Yeah. You know? But um, so with Lost Ark launching in October, if if they want to be able to retain their 
share, so to speak, because, you know, they're they're trying to weasel their way in through a very narrow crack, which is appealing to a niche market right now, because yeah. right now the, the MMO populace is scattered to the four winds. You know, you got a huge congregation that have flocked to Final Fantasy 14. Then, of course, you got the Final Fantasy 14 loyalists. But there is still a bunch of people. I mean, even Asmongold himself isn't truly dead set on any MMO right now. Right. He's got his little, he's got his little feelers everywhere. He's got fingers in all the, he's got his fingers in all the pies right now. Yeah. Well, especially with the way Blizzard's going, like at some point you're like, well, what am I doing here? And he says, he's not going to, he's not going to quit. And then I'm like, well, how far is Blizzard willing to push that theory? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm with you on that. I mean, And it's hilarious, too, because I actually watched one of his uh, latest videos where he was going over um, a couple of their tweets. And, you know, they're like, oh, you know, we're taking this NPC out that, you know, uh, was pretty much bad for the game, got some really bad PR because it was, you know, based off a previous employee who was known to have done some very bad, heinous things. And he was absolutely right whenever he said, you know, they're just playing the part. You know, they're taking important social issues and they're putting a PR spin on it and trying to make themselves look good. Well, in his words, and not to steal the words right out of his mouth, but I'm going to quote him, just do the effing thing. Like, get the work done. You know, if you're really that legitimately concerned, just get the work done. Yeah. And earn the respect of your player base, whom, you know, this particular issue, will issues, because it's compounded, uh, it's important to them. Mm-hmm. So if you really care about your player base, just get the work done. Stop grandstanding. And patting yourself on the damn back with you know multiple arms and just we, get the work done. We got rid of spit. We did it, guys. Mo- mission, <laughs> mission, yeah. <achieved. laughs> yeah. mission fixed. Absolutely. Which people have been asking for that NPC to be removed for a long, long time anyway, and they yeah. just ignored it. Yeah. So it's sad. You know, it really is. Now we're a few minutes into the podcast, and uh, I should probably give some thanks to all the support the podcast gets. WG Productions, Keelan dropping the uh, podcast legend membership over on ginger gaming radio guys if you uh, follow the channel and you want to help support the podcast themselves uh that is one way that you can do it also thanks to luke for his generous uh support and allowing the podcast to be broken up in mp3 formats uh directly so if you guys are interested you can actually subscribe to the podcast wherever podcasts are found search epic loot radio and it's uh the audio is brought to you as soon as it's uh, done recording so uh, probably a little bit later today, once I'm done playing some Final Fantasy after this, y'all can see it. So again, WG and Keelan, thank you for being legends. Uh, you guys make it possible. Uh, the idea behind that is that essentially, rather than having kind of a, a big drive once a year to help cover the cost of the show, that it's like if you guys want to just kind of help make that just kind of a sustainable thing, uh, that, that's one option that you guys can do it. Now, uh, Brendan is talking about here in chat right now saying, uh, the only thing that worries me about the success of New World is the microtransactions and the Pope. We'll just say the Pope himself, a big fan, <laughs> Pope Francis, I don't know, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. says that if they monetize the Zoth, I'll be very disappointed. What do you think about um, the potential for microtransactions and where do you draw the line? This also applies to Lost Ark. Yeah, so it's interesting, you know. I've actually had this discussion with with several other content creators and it's all based off of your own personal definition concerning your game of choice, right? Yeah. So you've got your, you know, there's only so many ways that you can actually earn money in an MMO. And let's face it, guys. I mean, the the purpose of making a game 
is to ultimately make money. You you have to make money. So the question is, okay, how are we going to? You do don't that? have to, but if you well, want to, if you sure. want to be around, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to have food on the table and not be eating ramen noodles as some you know stranger tosses you, yeah, you know you got to make money. So you have one of three models: subscription, like Final Fantasy fourteen, and, and those aren't coming back. Like, right? I don't see right. any MMO launching with a. Uh, is it, I could see one launching with a subscription and a cash shop. But I don't see just the uh, sub-only mm -hmm. model existing. Right. Well, and actually, let me recant on that. There's really actually four modes because the ancient way of doing things was subscription as well as the box purchase. You know, World of Warcraft did that, and so did Final Fantasy XIV. You know, there was the initial cost. And the way things have eventually progressed, like I remember, and you probably, I, I know you remember, Brian, you know, 15, 20 years ago, whenever they, we, they you know, the free-to-play stuff started to creep up, yeah. it was frowned upon. You know, they were always considered grinders and pay-to-win and, and so forth and so on. Yeah. So, you know, you've got the box purchase, and eventually the one who really broke the mold on the traditional MMO really was in seasoft with guild wars yeah they had you purchased guild wars and that was it it was free to play after that mm -hmm. it was it was fantastic and it was well received and everybody took note of that and then from then on the model was never the same so then you have free to play which we've already discussed and then of course you've got your strictly microtransactions so the the biggest point is is that depending on which mode you have your definition of pay to win is also going to change. Because here's the fact of the matter. You know, the the term of whale then becomes a factor. And yeah, yeah. The one thing that is synonymous with whale is of course pay to win. Those two terms go hand in hand simply because and here's the fact of the matter. You're either going to be a whale of money or you're going to be a whale of time. You either have a lot of time and you don't have to spend any money to progress or, you know, secure any gear that you might not have time to acquire. You know, you might be, uh, hell, you might be a surgeon and you work 120 hours a week and you have all kinds of money and you can just throw all this money to, so that way you can have fun with the game and have an engagement with that game the way you want to. But then there's the other side of the coin. You might be a 17 year old living at home you know, maybe you're not in school or maybe you're transitioning from high school into college and you have all the time in the world, but you don't have much money. So either way, you're paying to win in some aspect. You're either paying with your time or you're paying with your money. The biggest issue is, is that depending on what MMO you're playing, you have to have a bar set. And that bar is always going to be fluctuating depending on what model, you know, for monetization that game has. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest scrutinies that Lost Ark has had here lately is that, you know, it's a free to play game. You don't really have, you don't have to buy it. You know, you just download it and then they have their microtransaction shop. But once again, they're in the business to make money. So how do you suspect that they're going to make money if they don't have microtransactions? But the biggest scrutiny comes is that there's nothing requiring you to dump money into the game to progress. You can play the game and you can play the entirety of the game without dropping a single dime on the game. I, you know, I've been playing the Russian version. I progressed from level one to 50 and haven't spent a single dime. And I don't plan on spending a single dime on the game, except of course for my VPN of, you know, to, right. to actually be able to play it. But, mm -hmm. you know, I haven't actually donated any of my money. I've only donated time to the game. So, you know, it, it's all a matter of setting that bar 
and recognizing that definition. But one way or another, no matter which way you slice it, you're either a whale of time or you're a whale of money. Just a matter of determining which one you are. That's where it's interesting in terms of the MMO uh, as as just a concept, right? Because MMOs, uh, especially MMORPGs, are more than just a game, right? Like they're a community, they're a service. Uh, they have they're the game, obviously, aspect of it. And when it looks down, like when I look at it, it's that I, I see Chad over here, Galaxy, saying uh, the number one thing needs to be making a great game. And then I think the money follows. I think that's one of the things we have seen proven time and time again, but it's risky, right? Because if you don't make a great game, then there isn't going to be money uh, to be made. But I think if you end up making right. a great game, if you as a community, like as the community aspect where Final Fantasy 14 is, a, I think, a shining example of this, especially from a from a company that isn't necessarily native English speaking uh, with Square Enix, right? But I feel like we get communicated to. I feel like we're not talked down we're, we're heard and we're listened and even if we don't like the answer that yoshi p gives he explains it in such a way that really helps like it helps make sense of it like okay i understand why they came to that conclusion i might not particularly like that specific conclusion but it's not that there's no answer i'm not relying on you know social media interpretations of square enix's actions and then inferring you know x y and z so there's a big aspect of that. I think that goes hand in hand with monetization. I've I've said this numerous times. I think monetization is a message or a relationship based off of trust. Mm -hmm. Because if I hand you money, I trust that, you know, like that I'm going to get more of the things that I like. Right. And, you know, like when it comes down to, I think the, I think the model going forward is the buy to play model with the cash shop. I think that's going to be the predeterminate model that ends up making the most sense overall. Mm -hmm. I could see optional subscriptions coming into the into these as well, but when I think about it, I think one of the things a lot of the conversation doesn't necessarily highlight is the overall shift in market culture when it comes to gaming, right? You and I right. both have jobs. We, you know, we're both married. We have, you know, I have kids. I'm, I believe you have kids, right? Mm -hmm, four. All right. So yeah, I, I definitely am the better dad here with five. <laughs> <laughs> um, one extra time, Brian, one extra time. I got more diapers in, uh, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> my diaper <laughs> high score. So yeah, dead cast confirmed. <laughs> I think though, that when we look at the gaming culture though, is that MMOs aren't competing against nothing. When the first MMOs came out, they're really like, they were, you had, you know, uh, you know, Ultima online, Final Fantasy 11. Wow. Yeah, and they were for the hyper nerds. <laughs> and like, it didn't they were also very sandbox so it was it didn't require mm -hmm. this constant feed of contact content wow right. i think kind of broke broke the mold but also trained people to expect this mm -hmm. hyper focus and the money was there so yeah. the content was there but as things have progressed and time has progressed the gamers of the next generation aren't being trained on subscription-based games they're they're being trained on free to play and now they're right. coming into the high school years some of them probably in their early college years, maybe. And it doesn't necessarily make sense for them who their entire life have played like, yeah, maybe you bought Minecraft, but it's like you've played these games and there has not been this massive extra cost that's associated right. with it. And then as an MMO, a big part of it is like, are we getting in new blood or does the face of the MMORPG continue to look like a man in his 30s? And then a man in his forties and then a man in his fifties or a woman, you can, you know, it's equal opportunity here. Men and women love the genre, 
But if you're not getting in the twenties and you're not getting in, you know, like maybe in the teens, at some point people are going to be like, what are you talking about? Why am I spending money on, uh, what do you mean? I have to pay every month for this game. I pay every right. month for game pass. That's, that's my subscription. And that's where I'm going to go with it. So I think the, the genre has to evolve monet monetarily. There right. are some risks and that's going to be based off of trust. Cause like even talking about like back to the Pope saying, if they start charging for Azoth in new world, that's going to be a big disappointment. I think it's going to be a big disappointment, but I don't, I can't sit here and say that they won't. I can sit here and say that I hope that as a conversation with the developers that we, uh, that we sit here and say, here's where the line is, you know, and in, that's that's going to vary by gamer, you know, <laughs> ultimately. What's, where's your line? Where's Where is your line that you're going to feel either happy to support or you're going to feel ripped off? So my very first real adoption of microtransactions was actually with a, a third-person MOBA called Paragon, which was brought out by Epic Games. And Did that come was, out? Uh, well, they actually discontinued it. And okay. what happened was is they 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 had all their money set on it and they were planning on staging it for eSports. And, mm. well, actually, I could do a whole video on this whole thing. But long story short and short story long, they ended up pulling the whole development team off of Paragon and they put it all onto an indie company who is making a survival game called Fortnite Save the World. And Fortnite Save the World ended up... Uh, amassing a huge following who were begging for a battle royale game so what they ended up doing was is they said hey go ahead and put a battle royale in there and run with it and see what happens and that's why you got the Fortnite that you have today so a little yeah. history lesson there but my very first uh bout with microtransactions was actually with paragon because they offered skins for your characters and you know anybody who's played a moba knows that you have a set amount of heroes and you play that hero and a lot of times you end up maining one one hero only or at least maining it most of the time so you know eventually you get tired of staring at the behind of the, the same character all the time <laughs> so you know you want to buy a skin you, you know you want to support the game so you toss 10 bucks and you buy their in-game currency and you can buy like a new emote or you know a skin just like what fortnite does today right and they're they're known for it they're famous for it and they've made they made $4.3 billion their first year of Fortnite. $4.3 billion off of microtransactions and sold nothing but skins and emotes. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. And it doesn't alter the gameplay. It doesn't affect anybody at all, you know, except it makes other people's pockets a little bit lighter. So well, there, there's other things going on though. Like in, sure. we should acknowledge that. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, like kids get bullied and they, one mm -hmm. of the terms that they got, uh, some of these kids have been called is default. Like if you yeah. haven't spent <laughs> money on this game, then you're a default. And that's like, right. cause, cause like, let kids have money. Like the, the, the irony mm -hmm. when I heard, when I learned of that kids were bullying each other because they hadn't bought a certain skin in Fortnite, I go, I'm sorry, this is probably gonna sound racist, but I was like, dang gum, that sounds like a bunch of white kids to me, like a bunch of <laughs> privileged white children yeah. who have never had to work like do you know mm -hmm. how to earn a dollar child like i don't think you do you're spending your parents money and yeah. like that's just that was the first thought i had and you know i hopefully mm -hmm. it's appropriate for me to say that because that's that's just where my oh, brain no, went you're absolutely you're absolutely <laughs> right it, it is you know that type of bullying is definitely a mark of privilege for sure there's absolutely no doubt about it and yeah i was kind of in the same boat as you i i heard my uh my oldest at the time 
Yeah, he he kept saying, uh, "Oh, he's a default. He's a default." I'm like, "Oh, your kids actually said." That. I was like, "Oh man." I was like, "I was like, what does that mean?" And um, and he's like, "Oh, it's someone who uses a default skin." And I'm like, "Okay." And then I happened to look it up. I was like, "Okay, is there any more to this?" Now, thankfully, my kids were not actually bullying anybody. They actually themselves, because they were so young, they didn't know the full gravity of what was being said yeah so i told him i said uh we're not saying that i was like let's let's not say that you know luckily my kids are very fortunate you know my wife and i we live a very comfortable lifestyle so you know my kids have never really been uh subjected to and exposed to you know uh, how should i say anybody who is less privileged because we know we try not to expose my my kids to that and at the same time, we also reinforce the fact of, hey, don't flaunt what you have because someone else might not be fortunate enough. Yeah. Or, you know, just just don't do it. Have I ever you told know? you my my story? Mm, I don't so, think so. When I was in high school, uh, we lost everything. We almost lived under a bridge. Mm. And I am so thankful for that. Because yeah, I, I grew I grew up like and it was like wanting for nothing. I remember like. We're going to go on a family trip. You know, we got to, we got to go on a plane. We got to go spend this thing. And like, it was harder on my dad. Like I, I know for a yeah. fact, like he took it really hard as I, I think I would, you know, in that regards, because no matter what, you're going to sure. feel like I failed, et cetera. Um, it's an interesting story. So like, uh, like that's, we're, we don't need to get into it, but it's like, it's such an interesting thing for me to experience, but having lost everything, you know, been on food stamps and charity having mm -hmm. also been at the country club growing up. Like it's like, I've, I've seen both sides of it and right. I'm so for me, like I'm just glad that I've had both, both experiences because I know what it's like to not eat and I know what it's right. like to go without. And my mom experienced that to even a greater degree than mm -hmm. I ever. And like when I, when I hear the stories of my mom's childhood, I go like, she's, she's iron. She's an iron woman. Anyway, it's That's just like, awesome. Yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm right with you. You know, I, I know what it was like. I grew up poor. You yeah. Know, I, I too know what it was like, you know, I growing up, I think I had like two, maybe, maybe if I was lucky, two sets of footy pajamas. Other than that, I wore my sister's t-shirts. Yeah. You know, they, they were long nineties, you know, basically. And, um, you know, we lived in a oh, man, it wasn't even a 500 square foot two bedroom house. And we had four kids, you know, living in the house. I, I shared, uh, the bunk bed with my brother or my sister, you know, from time to time, you know, but it was funny, you know, things were different back in those days too. Y you might not even been fully aware that, you know, you were poor. You probably recognized that you lost a lot of things and stuff like that. But like myself, I never even realized that we were poor to a certain extent up until maybe I got older, but I was, know, I was things. aware from like the stress that my mom communicated to me, mm -hmm. you know, cause I was the oldest in that regards for me though. And, uh, like it was real critical was like, you just find the good in all the, like you have to make a mental choice. It's like kind of re trying right. to even remap you how you think. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, Absolutely. well, you know what? Things are hitting the fan. What's the good that I can find. So we, we ended up thankfully not living under a bridge. My mom, <laughs> like it was, it was pretty yeah. tight. Like we didn't know where we were going and my mom was able to locate a place for us to stay. And so we moved into like a trailer park. We didn't own anything and uh, it had air conditioning. Big luxury, <laughs> especially back in those days. Yeah. In Texas, yeah. it's like, I was like, we got air conditioning. 
what do we have right. to worry about? Right. You know, and, and <laughs> it was like, you know, and it's through that experience. Like, it's funny when I hear these kids complain mm -hmm. and it's like, honestly, I, my, my kids aren't like they, my, Maddie, like, so, like back and this is all the mic. This is a long ass microtransactions conversation. So we're sitting here and it's like, I would rather me, like, I would rather spend $40 on a game rather than hand my, 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 my girl, my phone, my, my, my daughter. And she played like this free to play game that she's like, okay, download it. And I was like, okay, it's like you build a fort and whatever. And then it constantly is asking her for money. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I would, is there an option on this game that I can just send you? Cause she likes it. And I'm like, you know, what? like, you know, I always weigh, you know, should I do this? You know, should I, you know, wait, okay. It's her birthday or okay. No, we're not right. going to sometimes to say no. Sometimes it's okay to say yes. Is there an option that I can just give this game 40 bucks and it never asks her for money again? <laughs> like what? And then that they don't do that. There's not an option for that. So then as a parent, I go, I'm deleting that application because I don't need her and these games to wire their brains in a way that that right. is how they get trained. That's the expectation. I'll just go, here's a switch. Here's Mario Kart. They're not going to ask you for money. And if it does, I'm going to get mm -hmm. pissed. So like, I, th I think there is this microtransaction concern that I have. And I think that's how the generations have been, you know, that are coming to replace us have been raised. Yeah. And so there's the evolution of there. the social norm. Yeah. The evolution of the social norm. It's a very real thing. And unfortunately there's nothing that we're going to be able to do to stop it either. <laughs> well, like outside, <laughs> yeah. like outside of these four, these house, this house, then yeah. Like I, 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 yeah. Like the only thing I've, I've said, because I've, I've had the gamers come in. I don't know if they've come in your comments, but like you're, supporting games that support microtransactions henceforth you support microtransactions and microtransactions are evil mm. it's like well yeah. like there's there's a lot of gray and nuance and areas in that mm. conversation but do my kids play microtransactions games no do i think it's important that i have a working knowledge of those games absolutely mm -hmm. and yeah. when it comes to new world if like they're if it feels like a game that goes through your pockets all the time it's probably not going to be a game you hear me talk about right. at some point. Like there's going to like, if it's, if they start sitting here and like, Oh, we're dancing on this line of what's appropriate and what's not, that's fine. But I think there's still methods in which that they can make money and that the players can be rewarded and feel good and everybody wins. And I think yeah. it's, I think that's a conversation about trust and relationship. And thank you, Mistera for the support. That's, unnecessary and so uh thing i'm so thankful you <laughs> it's 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 mind-boggling so guys. with that being said brian what's yeah. your opinion on uh cosmetics so i think cosmetics should be earned in game mm. i i think that they should be earned in game and here's the hope that i have for the future i think that you could should never be able to purchase cosmetics outright i think i would be fine with purchasing like a cosmetic quest line Right. So there's content that goes along with the reward. So the reward is not this instant gratification, right? The, the, the thing is like, oh, here's, I'm not going to show my credit card in screen. <laughs> I just bought some random person, whatever my like cap $1, is. $1,000. $1,000. I don't know. I think that's probably my, my spending cap. Um, my wife calls me if I spend more than 20 bucks. <laughs> uh, my wife calls me if I spend zero. Oh. <laughs> um, so at the core of it, the, uh, I would say that like it, it, I would like to see it as a relationship to content. Now there's a risk there 
why aren't there any quests in the game? All the good quests are tied behind the paywall. Like it's right. it's an easy thing to kind of take it one way or the other. I just think that I would like, for example, the Halo Infinite Battle Pass has has said you know they're coming out with battle passes. Makes sense, right? The battle pass is the evolution of the loot box. Only you can see what you get. The problem with the battle pass is that the FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. Mm. Like I got to do this so that I, you know, either get my money back or I get the rewards that I want. Right. And right. there's a time thing on that. As a, an adult, as a parent, like that is a system that I didn't like Majora's Mask because there's a <laughs> clock on it. You know, right. I, I for some reason, Mario's fine because there's a level, you know, the, the timer on a dungeon in Final Fantasy 14, completely fine. But overall, like the game system driving you to do something, you know, getting something done. So no, same problem I have with Destiny. Halo says those things aren't going to expire. And I go, oh. You mean I can go ahead and purchase the battle pass or in theory, being that they don't expire, they could sell me a bundle of the battle passes. Let's say I come into Halo two years later and I want to say, hey, what's what have I missed? And they're like, oh, here's all this stuff that you can go and opt in. You set which battle pass you want to mm-hmm. grind on and then you grind that battle pass and here's the reward track. So it works on my schedule and not on their schedule. Call, you know, ding. So New, like World's, New World's talked about having a battle pass. I go, that's great. That I have no problem with that, but also look what Halo's doing. Don't mm-hmm. put a timer on that battle pass because yeah, that's good. Battle pass, and you can work on it when you want. Work yeah, on it when you want. It's a grinding game. It's an RPG. Like I might feel like, like honestly, I think at the end of the day, like because I don't think Destiny's battle pass is a hard grind at all, but it's just for the fact that it expires. I go f this noise, right? You know. Right. But if it didn't, I'd probably oh I knocked it out in two weeks because I'm not sitting here afraid of it. I'm not sitting mm-hmm. here going like, oh God, if we have another, another baby, I know I'm going to get off the train, you know? Right. It's like, and it's, so it's the same kind of thing with, with, uh, with, uh, this, what do you think? Well, like, what would be the, the, the best system for you? I mean, I actually really like that. You know, I mean, coming from the final fantasy 11 days, you know, final fantasy 11 was my real first MMO. You know, I played EverQuest two a little bit. Um, you know, cause up until then it was like age of empires was really the only PC game that I had really played at that time. Of course, other than Oregon trail. And for those of you who are young, I'm sorry, you don't know what that is. You really missed out. But <laughs> yeah, if you want, but, if you really want to have gamer, like as a part of your, uh, your identity, you got to go play some Oregon trail. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I miss, I miss the old days, um, you know, because I mean, you know, you played Final Fantasy XI. Yeah, still do. When, when you had Kieran's Asode, and you went through town of like Juno, you were the shit. Like people knew that you cleared the hardest content available at the time in Sky up yeah. until, of course, C was released. But people knew it's like, oh, that guy's a badass. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, And a lot of MMOs, and really not even just MMOs, but a lot of games in general have missed that mystique. They've completely subjugated that and have taken that sense of of pride away. And I think ultimately that feeds into a lot of the reasons why games die out as quickly as they do. You know, Ion, the Tower of Eternity was another (laughs) MMO that I spent a lot of time in. And there was a lot of, you know, exclusivity to uh, certain things in that game as well. But it was, for me, like the beginning of point of where things really started to transition away from, hey, I did this and I earned this. This is why I look as badass as I do. Yeah. You know, 
So, yeah, I mean, I like that idea. Of the I didn't even realize that they were doing that with the battle pass. Well, that's they, a fantastic. They they have well, Halo is doing this, so right, that's right, why right. I really hope that everybody else pays attention. Like if Destiny does that, that's gonna be great mm -hmm. uh, as well. Um, the problem that I that I run into is that as I've always kind of been a two kind of two gamer two games at the same time. So for the longest yeah. time, it's been uh, Destiny two and uh, or De Destiny Destiny two and Final Fantasy fourteen. And with New World, honestly, I could see New World easily becoming my PvP game, where mm -hmm. Final Fantasy is my PvE game, you know? And it's like, I would love Final Fantasy fourteen to step up in PvP content. We know changes are coming with Endwalker. Great. You know, but, right. you know, like, oh, well, New World's hella fun. I've just been running PvP all day. Like, I literally keep my PvP flag on all the time. And that's just how I play. It's like, all right, it's a little risky. It's kind of fun. It's kind of dangerous. Am I going to die? Right. Probably. Um, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I might have a moment, you know, I'm good at PVP. I'm good at games. The, uh, <laughs> Timmy saying I have another kid. I need to hire a maid named Alice. Uh, I, I, I would do better. I would, I would do better with the maid concept if it was the uh, robot from, uh, the Jetsons. Uh, yeah. Right. Because hands down, I don't know any married people out there, but talking about hiring somebody to come into the house. Like my mom, like back, you know, tying this all together back when we had money as a kid, before we lost everything, we had a maid. And I remember distinctly that we would clean up for the maid because apparently we'd be judged by the maid or something. <laughs> it was like, wait, <laughs> didn't we hire somebody to do this? Um, so I'm, yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm very happy, ha happy that I've, I've been on both sides of, you know, of life experience of abundance and, and, and extreme, not enough. But uh, yeah, like I, if I if the robot like if robots come in, you know, uh, and uh, that becomes a thing, yeah, absolutely, you know, like that'd be really that'd be wonderful. <laughs> we'll have to go from there. But yeah, ba battle pass. I hope Halo changes it. I hope everybody else goes. That's the model. We yeah. got there because the the loot boxes were fine until they weren't. Right. right. Nobody really complained about them. People were like, all right, they were cheap. You never know what you're going to get. And they made crazy money. And yep. then EA took it too far as EA does. Right. Mm -hmm. And and, and I, I think it was the combination of EA and star Wars is together. Yep. That really kind of said, this is bad, but then the battle pass kind of came the model and it had the FOMO, which really benefits the, the people who have too much time. It's, it's that try to get people to spend time or money, but either way mm -hmm. you're making bank. Right. But I think with halo, it has to be free. That's like at the end of the day, like these games are competing against games that are free. Right. So you like can't Warzone. right. Yeah. Like, Oh, you want halo to be a thing and you're going to charge money for it. And you're only going right. to be on one platform. Thankfully, infinity is changing that Nate, uh, that narrative. And I hope that everybody else kind of picks that up. And then the fact that new worlds talked about battle passes is part of their discussion, you know, cause they're still trying to like find what that, you know, that communication is. Mm -hmm. are you afraid though because like we've talked a lot this has been a heavily microtransaction focused you know conversation but i see a lot of fear in when pe people bring that question up are you afraid of amazon stepping over that line and, and making this a a whale hunter style mmo i think my biggest fear is them not using their head strategically because let's face it, they haven't had the greatest history with with game launches right now. Yeah, you know they they really haven't. You know they they canned Crucible because it failed, 
they canned uh, the Lord of the Rings game because they just simply couldn't see eye to eye with the other company. Mm -hmm. And they were kind of, you know, throwing pies and this and the other. So that doesn't stand well and it doesn't bode well for their uh, communication ability either. So it's, it's interesting because I almost feel like their underwriting of Lost Ark was a very, very smart strategic move because it allows them to generate revenue from the gaming industry whilst also primarily publishing their own game. And if they're going to succeed, they need to take notes from Yoshi P. Definitely. Because that man, I was there on ground zero with Final Fantasy 14 1.0. Yeah. That letter he wrote to us on uh, New Year's? Yeah. 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 Um, I was part of the closed alpha test of Final Fantasy 14 1.0. I said then... I, and mind you, you know, I had three and a half years of actual playtime in Final Fantasy XI. So Final Fantasy XIV was something I was really looking forward to for years. Mm -hmm. I came out of that alpha and I immediately told my buddies, I said, don't even get excited. Because I said, this game is going to be terrible. Mm -hmm. And they were just like, how could you say that? I'm like, trust me, it's going to be bad. <laughs> and it was. Yeah. It was dog doo-doo it was absolute dog doo-doo you know the it blew my mind that they were so arrogant to think that they could pawn that garbage off onto the fan base it's like what year did that come out i don't even remember what year that came out but i remember uh, thinking yeah 2010 i remember thinking they had better games in 2001 yeah like it was unbelievable so for the fact that yoshi p and i mean i you can't tip too many hats to that guy and you certainly can't tip not enough hats mm -hmm. to that guy. Yeah. I mean, he had a mammoth, uh, uh, the Mount Everest of undertakings. And really the story of final fantasy 14 in general is like probably the biggest Cinderella story of our time, you know, as far as MMOs go or yeah. any game for that matter, any game, you know, he did what everybody thought was going to be completely impossible. So if they're smart, they will look and see what he's done with Final Fantasy XIV. Yep. And then they are also going to be paying, and which I guarantee you they are, very, very close attention to the whole Blizzard Activision debacle. Yeah. Absolutely. The whole world is watching that. <laughs> Anybody who is, you know, even minorly tippy-toeing around the gaming segment of YouTube right now, I guarantee you is getting something popped up on their screen about blizzard activision i guarantee it right so those two elements it's funny because really they couldn't have happened at a better time for amazon Ooh, i know. You know right you know so the the timing is absolutely impeccable it's all a matter as if they're smart enough to seize the information that's there and as you eloquently put just not suck yeah that's it here's why i'm not afraid if they mess it up, there's other great games out there. Mm. It's going to suck because it's like you, I think when people look at an MMO, they want a community, right? Yeah. Okay, great. Like, but communities go beyond a single game anymore, especially with Discord mm. and I mean, tech content creation, right? But like at the end of the day, I'm $40 and okay, do I get a year out of that? Do I get five years out of that? Now, the longer right. that goes, the more invested in the game I am. Yeah, the harder that's going to be. However, 
if they're following the OCP model and, you know, building that trust, like that's a conversation, right? Hey, we're thinking about doing X. Oh, when we think about it, this is how we think it's going to go and it's not going to be good. Okay. Well, we're going to change it. How about this? Like, that's what I'm looking for in a, in a game. And that's what I'm getting from Amazon up to this mm -hmm. point. I feel like they have been listening. They've been communicating uh, and they've been able to make adjustments and changes. Obviously this is an alpha, right? Uh, now we're in beta, you know, so it's like, okay, cool. Like, here's where we're going. That's why I'm not afraid of investing in new world. Uh, that can always change. It could change with anything. We've gone through that change with 14 already and came out right. better for it uh, in that regards. And so I think that's kind of the, the core aspect. My ideal model for them, for Amazon, for new world, my, here's my, here's what would make me the happiest of a gamer when it comes to new world, the yearly expansion model. Every year, new expansion. It doesn't have to be the biggest, boldest, you know, statement. New expansion once a year. Then between that, every three months, you're looking at, it could be three to four months every, you know, so you think about kind of four big updates with mm -hmm. the kind of the expansion. You have kind of the, the bigger update. You have a battle pass, you know, et cetera. So you sell those. So you're getting, uh, you know, additional revenue and you can also have your cosmetics the way they've got it. Purely cosmetic based right the way they, they've got it no pay for speed no pay for travel no pay for uh you know like there's nothing that i can spend money on that gives me an advantage over anybody else in the game because that right. means there's nothing that anybody else can outspend me on i'm not a right. well i'm not like i'm not a wealthy man you know like we're we're doing we're doing okay but yeah like <laughs> like yeah. i got i got bills and there's a budget and it feels like every month we're just right on that line. Like, oh man, we spend too much money. Okay, what do we gotta we gotta <laughs> cut from this? And you know, adulting is 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 real. But like as long as nobody can outspend me, I'm not gonna ever outspend anybody. You know, then I think there's that balance, right? So then if I choose to opt into the battle passes, I think honestly what you do is that you have the expansion and then you have the the bigger version of the expansion, which includes your seasonal battle passes for the year, right? And mm -hmm. then you just do that. Boom. Boom, boom. You, you pay for your content. You pay and and uh and then yeah, if you want to support the game in other ways. I saw a really kick off, you know, kick-ass looking rabbit that you can buy as a housing furnishing and somebody put it outside their house. And I was like, that's a little that's really cool. I, I don't think that the game needs to be, you know, I would say like 10% of the cool stuff could be in the cash shop as long as 90% of the cool stuff is in the game. Right. And you have that model and it's like, I'm happy to play. I'm happy to support them. This is great. You know, I'm really glad I got a podcast that talks a lot about new world, you know, <laughs> like, absolutely. This has been, this is fun. Um, and that's, that's the ideal model that I think. And if they can hit that, I think that's important because I think the first real litmus test for new world is that first update. When absolutely. is it? What does it include? And my, my personal hope is that it'd be really cool if they introduced a new weapon in, in, in one of those updates. Mm -hmm. because then all of a sudden it's like a for the people who are hardcore grinding they're like i got all the skills i'm level capped it's you know it's november and then it's like oh but do you have a great sword what right <laughs> it's like, that's okay. exactly what i was kind of surprised i was actually really surprised that they didn't have great sword in there as one of the uh you know basic weapons i was like hmm, that's kind so, of some people have it rumored to come out at launch and i honestly just say like just deliver a smooth experience and then outside of launch outside of launch do that with the first big update because yeah there's plenty of things for people to do for the first four months you know outside and then the war stuff will will carry over and player driven right. you know experiences will 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 we'll drive people forward 
but then all of a sudden it's like yo new weapon whoa you know i don't think they need to deliver a new weapon with every update but you know that's that i think that will be something that's exciting because all of a sudden it's like oh i always won the great sword mm-hmm. oh what, ne- what what's the next weapon they're gonna you know offer and they're already got twitch integration i think there's i think there's some really interesting moving things that are happening and a yep. lot of the things that i think new world will capitalize on is that as the game speaks to those who don't enjoy final fantasy 14 because they exist you know like i'm not, I'm not I, they're not wrong there's not like if you like the game you don't like the game like that's that's great like as long as you've tried it and you've formed your own opinion you know like i don't like this game because so and so reviewer said it was awful okay <laughs> that that means nothing to me like go on move along you random person right. but you know forming that i think is is important that's all I've got. <laughs> it's been a <laughs> huge microtransaction. What what uh what weapons would you like to see added to uh to New World? Honestly, I Grey Sword was one of them. I thought that would be pretty interesting. But also dual pistols, I think would be really neat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Dual pistols. Dual pistols I think would be a great addition. You know, so they could do a lot of interesting things with that, you know, some sort of uh, you know, ranged assassin type of deal. You know, I think that'd be really neat. Chat saying great, uh, great sword uh, time for Christmas. That'd be mm. great. So yeah. he says, Hello Games with MMS is another comeback story. They pulled away from the individual corporate money caused it worked with the fans instead and working with the fans for the win. I Like your fans are the biggest, I think, driver of it, right? Like absolutely. You respect them. You deliver great content. I think for the majority of gamers, they recognize like, oh, you like this? You want more of this? Like, there's a cost to this. And they're happy to to support. Same thing with, um, uh, why am I drawing like Warframe? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, that's Huge been... changes with that game. It's nowhere near the same game it used to be whenever it first launched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I'd like to see a, a mace. Like, I, the Great Axe, I think, would be really cool. I want to see more magical weapons as well. Uh, so I would like to see something like that. It'd be kind of neat to see a close ranged, like if they had like a magical mace weapon so that it's kind of a blunt damage up close, or but also a spells. A flail would be cool. would be cool. Oh, that'd be awesome. Chakras. You know, <laughs> just like, wow. You know, like you just start going down the list. Like there's a lot of different weapons and magic stuff that they can, yeah. they can plan. And already like the fact that you carry two weapons, you can have some pretty interesting builds. You can you can slot in gems to really kind of change how stats impact your weapon. So you can really like truly build out any kind of you know class or any kind of role that you want. Mm-hmm. Bard you know barding weapons like instead like if you who knows man I you think have like a loot or something yeah loot harp. <laughs> harp yeah like it's like at the end of the day like this is gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I personally am excited. I think it's gonna be uh, it's it's gonna be neat to see as this MMO launches, cause there's going to be some really stark contrasts to the 12 year old, the 15 year old MMO mm-hmm. out there. There's oh, going to be challenges. Going to be challenges. So talk to me more about uh, your coverage uh, of lost Ark. What is your content plan? Uh, you know, for that and go ahead and plug and promote yourself any way you want. So, you know, with Lost Ark, obviously I'm playing the Russian edition. And actually, because of what happened to me in New World, I, I didn't tell you about that, did I? Mm. <laughs> so, you know, I've been conducting Sunday morning streams. I, I've been streaming every Sunday morning, <clears throat> usually starting around like 7, 30, 8 o'clock. And um, I went to stream 
New World. Got about, I think it was like 14 minutes and 31 seconds in. And I was like, oh, hey, it's going good, going good. Boom. <laughs> my whole computer, my whole computer just shut off. Yeah. Just wow. shut completely down. I was like, oh, no. Oh, my God. I thought I fried my computer. Yeah. Like, literally, I thought my graphics card, I thought I blew up. I couldn't get it to turn back on. I tried for probably five minutes to turn it back on. It would not turn on. Eventually, I just had to unplug it yeah. and let it set. And I let it set for probably, I don't know, five minutes or so, then plugged it back in, and then finally it powered back up. And I was like, okay, I'm not doing that again. So I actually <laughs> haven't touched I haven't touched New World since. Yeah, but, I wouldn't at that after that, yeah. Yeah, but I actually, I went ahead, and I mean, I've had plans to buy another computer anyway. Mm -hmm. So I actually, I just ordered a brand spanking new custom built from... Um, Origin PC. So I've got a 39, uh, 39, what is it? A 3090. Jesus, I can't talk. 3090 mm -hmm. in there. Oh, nice. Yeah, along with a uh, ATI 5950X. So I just dropped, uh, a yeah, a lot grand. of money. Yeah. 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 I just dropped that on there. So I'm going to dual PC setups. That way I can game on my dedicated PC and then stream with the one that I have now. So that way, you know, if my game crashes, or does something funky, my stream will stay up. I don't have to worry about it. But, you know, as far as the direction with uh, Lost Ark, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I'll be able to cover New World as well as Lost Ark. That's the direction I want to go with that. Um, those, are some, those are some two good games. Like, mm -hmm. I yeah. having played Lost Ark, the only thing that has had me pause because I've played it, I'm like, okay, you know, it might be just a game I enjoy, not necessarily cover. I will have to wait and see if I, if I get the, mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, I'm going to, like, play 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 but i'm like i know right now from a timing perspective november 19th is not that far away right My yeah mainly mainly i've just been focusing on streaming it more than anything uh you know because right now with the russian version it's like i can't really say anything that hasn't really already been said and really you know it's kind of <laughs> hard to pick apart anything that is truly going on because obviously it's a pretty loose english patch so you don't know exactly how accurate yeah, the uh, the information really is. And I mean, it's obvious that some of those translations are like, eh, I don't think that's necessarily what she's saying. Right. But, you know, it's still fun. The grind is fun. The mechanics are great. That's one thing I will say about Lost Ark is that the mechanics of the fights are absolutely amazing. And the only reason why they can do that is because it is isometric. Yeah. And, you know, as of the last trade show where they were going over the the next big update for the game was that their their art team and just their development team, they have been soaking in tons and tons of time in turning Lost Ark around a new corner. They're looking to do something so ambitious with the next raid that really hasn't been done in the genre before. Uh, the phases that they have in raids right now usually are three distinct phases. And a lot of these phases, like I think the two upper raids, like they're like 45 minutes a phase for three phases mm. and no one's really attempting them because they're so damn hard. So yeah. they're toning that back a little bit, but they've introduced the like uh, save point system where whenever you clear one phase, then you can come back to it later. Kind of like what, uh, you know, um, the Bahamut raids were, you know, in final fantasy 14, you know, okay. the, the binding coil, yeah, something like that. But the next raid that they're doing that they're going to be introducing with this next big patch is it's like six, distinct phases so it could take you like a whole week to get through the whole raid <laughs> wow so yeah pretty interesting but you know if anybody has never really seen what a raid looks like with lost ark 
the last arc is just it's so it's so bizarre okay. really how they do it you know it's it's isometric at first yeah but their cutscenes, their cutscenes are like you're watching something out of final fantasy 14 oh, i know like it like it's insane it's absolutely gorgeous yeah and the way they seamlessly transition from the isometric point of view over to that you know cutscene point of view where it's cinematic and it just looks amazing and like i can't tell you how many times i've been on live stream and it's like whoa okay that's a big ass dragon or, you know, something to, to that, you know, that level of detail. It's just absolutely amazing to me, but they can do a lot of that stuff and they can push that envelope because it does have an isometric point of view. So it doesn't have to render all these extra polygons and so forth, like what a Warcraft or yeah. Final Fantasy 14 does. So it's, it's really interesting to see what they're going to do. And I think they're poised to secure a pretty good spot. It may be a niche spot because obviously the, the isometric point of view isn't for everybody for sure. But I think they're going to have a pretty solid following here in the United States. And in my opinion, I think they're going to be a, a really big contender for the, you know, one of the top three spots for, for MMOs in the United yeah. States. I like that it supports the controller right out the gate. Mm -hmm. uh, so I played yeah, it on controller it. and it was like in uh, for the Korean version. I was like, yes, this is excellent. Feels, mm -hmm. feels good. It to, feels great. Feels great. And uh, so I'm really pleased with that. I'm excited. The fact that you're right. I think it's a good play by Amazon uh, to be kind of the distributor publisher. I think also, especially when they, when it, when them testing out Amazon game, you know, the cloud services, that's one of mm -hmm. the things I've been really impressed by. They've had issues during a beta. A lot of that is for them to identify that. But overall, my experience has been very, very smooth. So if yeah. they can launch, here's the thing. Here's the, here's my final thought. And then I want you to promote the crap out of your, uh, your streams and your channel <laughs> is, uh, if they can launch and have a smooth launch. In my mind, that would be the first MMO to launch, first game as a service launch without massive catastrophe. That would set a new bar. Typically, the response that I see online is, well, it is the first week. You know, yeah. it usually takes about a week. Yeah. To get, and then it gets fixed. But if any company is to come out and do it and have it smooth, like that's almost a huge statement to Amazon Gaming Studios as well. And even Yoshi P talked about looking at virtualizing going to the cloud with some of their right. servers. So I think namely Final Fantasy 11 was the, the, the point of interest, I, but I think, I think so. I think you're right about that. But imagine that like, you know, whether they team up with Microsoft, Google or Amazon, that's, that's probably, those are going to be your choices. And to sit here and say like, Hey guys, oh, cool. like we launched a full on MMO in our cloud and it was great. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's definitely going to be interesting to see. Yeah, and that's going to open up a whole realm of possibility to, you know, uh, a whole sector of gamers who can't afford, you know, top-end gaming PCs or anything like that. Yeah. You know, if they want to tap into it on their phone, they could tap into it on their phone. I mean, hell, phones these days, oh my God, they're so powerful. It's ridiculous. You know, they're more powerful than what the computers were on the space shuttle by a mile. Uh, 100%, man. 100%. Absolutely. So, uh, Johnny, where can people find you? So I can, I usually stream on Twitch and YouTube. I'm non-partnered, but I'm on the road to affiliate. And actually I'm very, very, very close to affiliate. So if you want to follow me on Twitch, just search up Johnny Mac games. It's Johnny J O H N Y and then Mac and then games, just like it is here. And also you can follow me on my YouTube channel. If you prefer to have YouTube as your platform of choice, I know a lot of people do. And I do publish videos over there on the various games. I'm, uh, kind of a variety YouTuber, right, Brian? I think whenever you found me, I was yeah. uh, covering Godfall almost exclusively at the time. But, you know, I've branched out and so forth. You just got to play where your passion's at. You just got to yeah. play where the passion. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So absolutely adore video games just like you do. You know, absolutely love video <laughs> Too games. Too much, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, I try to upload as much as I can. I don't do a whole lot of opinion pieces because, you know, and you know what they say about opinions. <laughs> so especially, you know, trying to, to grow my, my channel, you know, I try not to upset too many people. <laughs> I don't know. Like opinion, uh, it's, I always kind of say like, huh, I'm sure I'm going to lose some subscribers on this one. But if mm -hmm. I, if I'm passionate about the opinion, I like, I feel like you got to share it. The one opinion I didn't yeah. share was on Crucible which was the Amazon's game they launched and then unlaunched last yeah. year. And I was like, this game is garbage. And I was like, mm -hmm. I try not to be like hateful or like, like, Oh, this, you know, this is the worst. I always try to find like an, an opinion, like both sides of it. And I know that does drive people up the wall. Cause they're like, Oh, Brian. Yeah. You like, you suck. You all, you know, it's like, like, if you listen to what I say, I think you actually like sometimes the thing that the comments that always make me laugh are the ones that agree, like are agreeing with me. Mm -hmm. but they're just agreeing angrily, I guess, or something like that. And I'm like, I don't know if like, maybe I, I could, maybe I could have said that better. Um, yeah. but yeah, like <laughs> if you want to yeah, share it, like that's where it's like, yeah, it, I think it's important to, uh, share opinions. But at the same time, it's like, I know that I definitely don't fall within the, the wheelhouse of the common or the majority thought, or at least the majority of vocal people on the internet, you know, in that regards, especially when it comes yeah. to gaming, what do you mean? You're not like, horribly anti-MTX Brian it's like I think there's a there's a conversation there I think there's like there's a space where this exists and everybody wins but it's you know you gotta kind of find that spot and it's like yep. we haven't we're not there yet I, I think we're getting close and we'll have to wait and see especially uh, when the potential for making money is there you know to the degree that right. it is it makes yeah. it difficult it, it does, really does because you know you're like well I mean especially with public traded companies like they're beholden to the stockholder right. And then you get some CFO minded person. And I, and I, and I, I talk bad about CFOs pretty often. My dad was a CFO. Uh, I love my dad. It's not that anything against him, but him and I, he's the guy who kind of said this. He's like, he's like, son, like if you ever see a CFO take over a company, like you want to sell, you do not want to be involved in that company at all because they're <laughs> going to start nickeling and diming Absolutely. and they're going to also pull the funding from the thing that makes the, gives it value. Like, and, and that's the, usually what you see, like, oh, you, what do you mean we can save this much money a year if we uh, don't pay our support people and then our support sucks and then nobody can buy our product. And then, you know, and it's like, da, 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 da. So you see that and it's just like, wrong, you yeah. know, so it's like, that's where, that's where I could, I'm I kind of like, feel like that's where Epic Games went. You know, they used to not be like that. They used to focus on putting out a very quality product, you know, with Unreal Engine, you know, and then all of a sudden they start getting really CFO slash corporate minded. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's the CFO. Like CEO is the visionary. The CFO is like, and you need both because you can't go and spend a billion dollars if you only have, you know, a hundred thousand, you right. know, like you don't want to sit here and be like, oh man, we're way upside down. Um, but, and then at the same time you're like, okay, things are going great. And then you put that sometimes CEO steps down, CFO takes over for some reason. And it's like, ah, oh, that was, that was fun while it lasted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to conclude for this uh, podcast in the day. I do appreciate you, Johnny. Be sure to go follow him. His links will be in the description of these videos. Uh, be sure to also message me. Make sure I got your uh, your Twitch link as well, so that hopefully oh, you'll yeah. get that you'll get that affiliate partner uh, partner or that affiliate uh, deal here pretty soon. Guys, that's gonna wrap it up for Epic Loot Radio episode twenty nine. Thanks for being here. Thanks for all the birthday wishes. By the way, it's been a fun week. I'm really happy that we got to sit down today, talk some video games, video games, New World, Lost yeah. Ark. We'll have to get Johnny back on. 
Uh, thank you, everybody. You're awesome. Be legendary.